Hello and welcome to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This show is about artistic inspiration and the creative process. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to all the patrons who make this show possible. To learn how you can join and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Music. Let's begin. Thank you for tuning into the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This is your host, Brian Wolf. My guest this week is Kristen Clare. She came on to talk about her creative small business called The Den Collective uh, out of L.A., but kind of serves, it's uh, it's all kind of virtual right now, so it's really pretty pretty far-reaching, and I think they will continue to be pretty far-reaching, so it's it's pretty cool. I She kind of got into what it's all about, but, you know, there's different kinds of coaching that they offer for musicians, basically. Um, that's kind of their main function right now. And it's uh, it's all educational, whether it's an instrument or um, we got into the musician mindset. Uh, there's some, even some kind of financial, you know, kind of teachings about how to take care of your money as a musician. Uh, just kind of, you know, a lot of stuff that maybe you wouldn't think of. Of course, we all want to get better at our instruments, but there's stuff outside of that. Life coaching. Um, that kind of thing. And I think they really cover all the bases. They do a great job. We got into talking about that a little bit later. We kind of spent the first half of the episode as as I often do, just kind of getting to know the guest a little bit better and and uh, allowing the listeners to get to know the guest a little better. So that was, um, that was a lot of fun. We, we had a really good conversation and I hope you enjoy it. As for stuff that I'm up to, I went out and played a show uh, this past weekend and it was it was great. It was so great. I, I was two weeks past my second shot, so I felt really good being out in public and playing music and, uh, you know, just, just having people in the room was a great feeling, uh, something I missed a lot. So I'm glad to be out there. I plan on just continuing to be out there. Um, it's, it's just a great thing to be out there again. So uh, my next show will be uh, April 23rd at the Hyatt Regency downtown. So please check that out. I'll be posting about it. You can check it out on Brian Wolf Music at, at uh, you know Facebook, Instagram, wherever you like to check out your social media stuff. Uh, but for now, here is my episode with Kristen Clare to talk about the Den Collective. I'd like to welcome to the show Kristen Clare. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Brian. This is so awesome to reconnect with you in this way. It's uh, We've known each other a very, very long time at this point. I really don't even know how many years. Yeah, I guess we met in high school. I think you went Must to a, you went to a, a dance uh, with one of my one of my. You went to a different high school, but you went to a dance mm-hmm. with one of my friends. I think that's how we I met oh. initially. Maybe is that how it happened? I think so. Those, yeah. those high school romances, yep, yep. <laughs> bringing music friends together. Absolutely, that's the real story <laughs> <laughs> no I think, I think if I remember correctly I think that that's what it was um and then we got to talking about music and kind of connected that way and I think I may have seen you at some tennis events around oh, town because yep. I know we were both into that so it was like one of those things we kept running into each other and yep. <laughs> it was like super fun but um I remember um and then we would come back from college and I played with you once Yep. At a at, bar, I sat in, on, or no, we played a gig or something together. Blind I Tiger. That was the Blind Tiger. Yep. Oh my gosh. Johnson City, New York. It was awesome. <laughs> what's yeah. up? Shout out, Binghamton. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Binghamton? 
<laughs> yeah. So we both grew up in the Binghamton, New York area for those wondering. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that, that was, always, that was really fun. That's a good memory. And I think there's a photo somewhere I'll have to try to find and send to you. Cause it's just like, really funny to think back on that and also really cool yeah. to think back how we just jammed together at that bar it was it's like you know you're in i mean you're kind of going a little bit back and forth between la and honolulu now and stuff and i'm in austin mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. very far away from binghamton new york so just like a past life we're talking about you know i know <laughs> but, but good memories good, good fond memories. good fond memories but um <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, I wanted to mention, you know, to the listeners, just kind of to get to know you a little better. I mean, you're very multifaceted and I'm sure because, you know, you do so much stuff, I'm going to forget something or I miss <laughs> something. So please tell me if I'm missing something. First, I want to mention, because I like to brag about my friends at times, you are Grammy nominated, which is insane. <laughs> you have to tell me about that. But, you know, there's that you're part of a group called Scrap Arts Music. Um, you teach music biz and arts entre- entrepreneurship classes at Mount St. Mary's University. And you started, you started like multiple companies produced by Bear and the Den Collective. Is there something I'm forgetting? Is that, is that all Kristen, um, that you do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I used to say like, oh, I'm pretty into fitness. But oh, this yeah. past year, I guess I still am, but it like, you know, I have to, because the gyms have been closed. I'm just riding my bike around places, <laughs> um, trying to get a workout in here and there, trying to, but I don't know. What else do I do? I'm, I'm not a great cook. So <laughs> I keep thinking I will become one someday, but I really just, that takes a very special interest. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. Has, have you gotten into like the food culture in, in Hawaii at all? Like, um, a little bit. So about? I am definitely like a closet dim sum fanatic. I love, and then because it's, you know, East meets West kind of culture in Hawaii, the Asian food is so good here. Oh, and so, but uh, the LA burritos and tacos are, are not here. <laughs> so mm, yeah, um, I think I love traveling to different cities and just, you know, trying whatever food is best there. And I know in Austin, when I went to try the, your tacos, they are so different than LA street tacos. So yeah, love them. Um, love, can't, love can't that. get enough. I just yeah. can't get enough of that action. But but... I can't, yeah. I can't cook any of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You can do all the other things. So that's, that's cool. Uh, so I want to start with the Grammy nomination. I was like oh blown gosh. away when I read that today or, you know, I, I think I knew that you had like done some cool stuff, but Grammy nomination, that's like mm. the, it's like one of those, you just hear that. And you're like, Oh my God, Kristen, what? Well, <laughs> like, what? How did that come about? It, um, I feel very, very lucky. I'm super honored by it because it, I was a part of this group that just is up. Uh, I don't know how to, Brian, you know, when you walk into a studio session and you just, you feel the energy of everyone in the room is like, I am here. And they've all checked their egos at the door. No one is here for any other purpose. They're just here to like level up and play the best connected music possible. And that happened that day. And that Mm. session, I don't know what made it different or special other than the people that just showed up and the, the mindset that everyone was in, it just resonated. Um, 
So when I listen back to some of the recordings, I'm like, man, this is just special. So even if it never got any kind of nomination, I feel like that was one of my top music moments of my life to date because it felt just, you could taste the energy. It was like electric. Um, and that, that weekend was actually pretty crazy because I did a film composer's private album uh, one day there. We, we tore through like 10 charts in one session. That was terrifying. Lots wow. of sight reading. Um, very hard marimba parts. And then uh, played that session, that, that um, scoring session for the Grammy nom. And, and then I went and played Coachella the next day. And I, then on Monday, I was like, I need a day off. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> wow. And not from anything bad, but just like the level that weekend was so sparked high, full of, of energy and amazing talent that you couldn't help but ride the wave. You know, yeah. you're just like, you're in it and it felt great. So um, that, I don't know, but that album specifically, um, I joke about it because we lost to michelle obama's project so i really can't think of a world where we would have won <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like sure. like and it, because it was with spoken word um but it was the oh. first year that a poet partnered with and collaborated with a um contemporary chamber orchestra to create some really awesome music and uh, it's the first time a poet got nominated for spoken word which i think is weird that is weird. I yeah. would have not. That's cra Yeah, that's crazy yeah. to me. So again, like just the right people at the right time showed up in the studio and everyone was vibing high. And um, we actually did a few other songs that are tracks that day. And uh, we're working on, we released part of an album. We're going to release a, a double album later. And I'm just fingers crossed saying, you know, like buckle up. Like this, this, uh, when he, I don't know. I can brag about that album all day because I listen to it and I don't get sick of it. That's all. I mean, that's cool, but it's also something rare. <laughs> when yeah, you're on it. <laughs> yeah. It's also like, I think, you know, it, it speaks volumes about it because, you know, you're, you're saying that like, you know, even without that accolade of the Grammy nomination and that, that honor that, you know, we all strive for in some, some way, you know, like you're just saying like it would stand on its own and still be this like extremely special moment for you. And that's, that's really cool that, that it's like that on its own. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I'm sure you can relate, like you have the gigs that are not great and you're yeah. just dragging your heels and you're like, Oh, this is hard. This is tough. I really don't want to lug my drum set in yet again, up yeah. these three flights of stairs. <laughs> yep. And then, so like to have that balance out with those other gigs that aren't as fun to play, it, it just really means, it means a lot to your, yeah. to your soul. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess when, when you think about all these things that you do, I mean, they're all involved with music. They're, they keep you really busy. You're kind of going, going, going all the time from, from what I see. Like, what makes you do all this stuff? Like, what makes you put, all, put your life oh, I don't in know. this direction like that? Do you have like, something that, you know? I think I'm just hardwired this way. Yeah. I don't know. I forgot to mention the album is called The String Theory. So oh okay yeah yeah anyone wants to check it out I go check it out it. and yeah. the, the band is called or no, the, the band the group is called the string theory okay. it is actually a collaboration between uh la and a germany uh group okay uh, and like that's also cool too because half the people half the players in the session that day 
English was not their first language. Whoa, so that's awesome. We really did communicate uh, through music and, and not words. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you hear about that all the time. You know, music is the universal language. You hear that just nonstop, but you experience yeah. that. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty well, awesome. When you don't know the German word for like symbol mallet <laughs> and you have to communicate with the section, it's like very interesting. Anyway, yeah. I played marimba on it, so I didn't, you know, play percussion. I played. That's oh that's God. cool. I mean, that's awesome but, that that you're a part of that. Um, yeah, yeah. So you just think you're moments. hardwired to just kind of do this stuff. Um, I don't know. I think about. I think I do have a curiosity that is r- really really hard to tone down. You know, like even if. I'm working hard on something. There are other things that might spark my interest. And I just really like asking people about it and getting curious about their worlds and their lives and, and where things overlap. I love seeing when things connect and come together and partnerships that happen or people I can introduce to people. I'm always introducing people, (laughs) people. Um, And uh, I just kind of have, I have, I take joy in that. It's fun to see good things happen. Uh, through connectivity, I guess. I don't know. Absolutely, yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. Um, You know, and better things can happen when you're not working in a silo. So working hard and working on a project together and it's with other people that are passionate, better quality happens. Yeah. I don't know, in my opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, so I guess when you're, you're, because we've talked about collaboration a bit on this show, um, Mm. with different, like different mediums, different kind of types of artists will collaborate with others um, to make something bigger and better than they would have made on their own. Like, what is something that you look for when you're you're thinking about collaborating with somebody? Mm. Um, I mean, not to get too academic about it, you know, but in my arts entrepreneurship courses, I'm always talking about your mission, vision, action statements, right? And so that's like very much nonprofity jargon. Yeah. But uh, to really put it on the court, like, yeah, what is your your vision of the dream world scenario? You know, no bars, no limits. What do you want to see happen? And and what is the fuel behind it? What is your mission, even if it's your personal mission statement? But to see where those two intersect and if they line up with my mission and vision of where I like to go and send my energy, like, you know, you're on a good path. If you have someone, you know, like that you connect with might have good energy, but they really have a very different vision and, and and mission about what they're up to. It's kind of just going to, you're going to be like button heads all the way up the hill. So um, it's, I think for me, when I look for collaborations, I look for common mission and vision and to see if we would have fun working together yeah Yeah. if it's not fun like why are you doing it (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's true that makes sense and like the thing is too you know we're in a kind of you know unique i guess being artists and stuff like it's it's one of those things if if whatever the medium is i feel like there's some version of this where it's like if you hear or see that artist not having a good time doing what they're doing then it's just not, it's not fun for anybody. Even like the listen, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, you can, you can almost tell, you know, if that, if that yeah. soul, the joy of music or creating whatever it is, isn't there. So it's like, yeah, that's super important. Like, is this going to be a good time? Is this something that's going to be fulfilling? Um, will I enjoy this? Like that's, that's really, yeah, that's really impactful for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not to say that everyone's going to like have a great day. People are going to have bad days. I have bad days, yeah. you know, but uh 
you know, it, uh, at least be uh, authentic about it. If someone can hold space for you in there, then it's good. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, so I guess I want to go over all the instruments that you play. How I know oh, I you play know. piano. I know you play marimba. I mean, marimba is your main <laughs> instrument. It seems these days and maybe has yeah. been for quite a while if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, you know, I know you play drum kit. I know you play, I've, I think you played djembe at the gig we had together in Johnson City. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. You also sing. Like you do all this stuff. Is there anything um, else that I'm missing that you you play a lot? Um, no, percussion kind of just covers it all. I yeah. could say, you know, like I'm classically trained, so I come from orchestra world, but also play drum set, world percussion, hand drums, marimba, all that. Um, People have asked, like, how many instruments do you own? And I truly don't know. Like, I have a catalog that I keep track of with a photo description and all that. So, because I, I lend out my instruments all the time and I forget who I lend them to. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> so, smart. Um, I, I do like have wondering. a catalog and I have no idea. It's like 400 or so wow. instruments. Um, and I'm trying, I keep toying with the idea of trying to learn bass because cool. my dad left me his bass and guitars and banjo, like all his instruments. And I was always kind of bummed that I didn't learn bass when he was alive. So I, he passed away about seven years ago, uh, just to give context. And so I, I don't know, I feel like someday it would be fun for me to learn bass, at least like the basics. So I could play along to my own projects that I'm testing and brewing, you know? Well, I mean, there is that rhythm connection. So I feel like it's, maybe not that far off you know um because it's like one of those things when i go hear a band the bass player and drummer are connected it almost doesn't matter what genre it is i'm probably having a good time you know absolutely it's, yeah and if they're not <laughs> you know the that opposite is, is true yeah yeah uh, but brian i don't know like i have such a hard time because because i learned mostly piano first i have such a hard time with frets and my oh, mind yeah. does not understand uh frats to save my life <laughs> well so maybe maybe you could challenge. maybe you could sign up uh for lessons at the den collective you know it's for possible <laughs> you know sign up for a coaching session it <laughs> is possible <laughs> oh man if only i knew of a place <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well we're no. definitely going to get into that more later because it's it's so cool what, what you've started um ah, thanks but uh yeah, so that's that's incredible, kind of all the stuff that you do. I know also that you're sponsored by a few kind of drum companies. I mean, how does – so Vader, I know, is one. Marimba, mm-hmm. one. Dream Symbols and Ear Racers, is that all still all true? Or- yep, yeah, that's all true. There was some conversations of a couple drum companies specifically, but um, I haven't really honestly wanted to move forward with those conversations because – I want to be accurately representing them. And yeah. if I'm leaning into marimba stuff, I don't want to be taking on a drum set endorsement, at least right now, you know, that makes I sense. want to be, yeah. I want to be, if you, if you sign on for an endorsement, like you want to be their shining star, even yeah. if you're not like, and I mean that authentically, you know? Yeah. So I know that a lot of young percussionists, as soon as they get out of college or if they're gigging, they're hustling so hard to try to get that endorsement. But like, if you don't have anything to really show for why they would want to put their logo on you, (laughs) um, I don't know. It just kind of seems a little 
inauthentic. Um, yeah, like you're just taking something, you know, yeah, versus yeah. Uh, those. Yeah, yeah, those companies have been absolute relationships and partnerships for for many years now, and That's I great. feel like it's family. So wow. I don't take those endorsements lightly at all. The fact that they believe in them, like Dream Symbols believed in me before I believed in me. <laughs> they yeah. were, you know, I feel like That's cool. I have a bunch of awesome um, mentors and big brothers and uncles that are all in my life because that's, of it. That's amazing. I guess, you know, that's just something I, I did want to talk about more specifically is like, what does an endorsement look like? It hasn't come up on the show and, you know, somebody listening might not even really know, you know, what, what that means or, you know, so yeah, if you could walk me through yeah. kind of how that starts, like sure. what that means, all that kind of stuff, that'd be great. Of course. Yeah. It's a great question. And I think I wish someone would have told me when I was 22, you know, yeah. how to, how to better navigate uh, that because an endorsement really is a company that, uh, that a that looks at you as a musician or an artist or you know talent and is like I believe in this person but I also believe in what they're up to what they represent who they're playing with just good representation and and a natural fit of our brand so I would not be a natural fit for like a heavy death metal marketing yeah. <laughs> necessarily you smile too uh, much <laughs> yeah a little too much smile um, but. You know, not to say that that's very like visual brand oriented, but I'm also not playing in that right, realm. Right, 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 so right. why would why would I you know carry that? So, um, brand from the brand side, they're looking for good representation and good um, artist relations experience, so that when you are on stage and you're con- and you're rocking out and you're conveniently hitting a dream symbols and the camera goes and pans to you, like that it all clicks. Um, they in turn can also use your likeness. So your image, your photo, some of your audio, you know, within reason with different agreements for their own marketing purposes. Um, There are different levels of endorsement. There are also educational endorsement artists and those are great for music educators, band directors, um, private studio owners, any of that, that really want to get Vader drumsticks in the hands of young drummers. Uh, so I am one of the drum instructors for um, Rock Camp for Girls in LA. And Vader sends a bunch of sticks for us every summer so that That's really cool. these young girls can, you know, and they just hold a pair of drumsticks. But, you know, of course, they're Vader brand, you know, so um, yeah. it's very, it's a no brainer as far as the brand is concerned. And then from the musician side, um, oftentimes either you'll get support in, if you go to a guest clinic somewhere, they might, uh, help you with some travel stipend or a matching payment so that you can more fully be able to travel or give a clinic or appear on a panel discussion or something. Um, or if you're traveling, they might give you a little bit of a stipend or a travel support or something. If it's if you're on a tour and they can add their logo to your tour marketing or branding. Um, and obviously you get discount pricing, on artist pricing on their gear. But that should be the last question and conversation. Yeah. And unfortunately, I feel like artists that are going after endorsements, that is their first question is like, how do right. I get free stuff? Yeah. And that's just, if you ask that question, you are already 
not in the game. Like, just don't, don't ask. That is not about it. It's <laughs> not well, about just getting free stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of goes back to just my, like learning about marketing, which is really just, you know, kind of meeting the needs of some, you know, someone that's the idea. It's not, it's not, I'm going to sell you something. And in this case, selling you, selling like this company, you, you, you as a brand, like as a musician or whatever you're doing, like, you know, so it's interesting, you know, with marketing, you have to, you know, thinking about it from that perspective, it's like, you know, you have to think about, okay, what does this company get from me? You know, how can, how can we like establish this thing that works for both of us? And I think that's, you know, that's really the big thing that I think you're, you're getting at. And, and definitely I, I appreciate you breaking that down for me at, that's really cool. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I will also say like, uh, fake enthusiasm or fake gratitude or fake appreciation is sniffed out instantly. So like I, I bend, I would bend over backwards for the companies that have endorsed me because I genuinely am so grateful that they, uh, have chosen to believe in me. Um, and that you can, you can feel it when it's not genuine. So, and, and companies can feel it, you yeah. know, um, people, so, uh, yeah, people are smarter <laughs> tread, than that, you know, <laughs> tread, tread lightly, you know, but, um, endorsements can really help. They can help you elevate your career in different ways and not just financially help and support you, but, um, sometimes it can help you well i'll be honest yeah it just can help you get into certain doors um you know if there isn't an if there is an event or an artist hang or something you know you get on the guest list at nam and you just can you network you can meet other people that way and you can find people and again it comes back to that like mission vision statement you can find people that are in the same on the same frequency as you and those are the people that you want to like hang with and, and and get endorsements with and all that so yeah because you know if you're meeting them at an event like that you know they're they're also taking their music career very seriously more than likely you know so it's you're you're getting a bunch of people in the same place that mm-hmm. want to move forward and and you know are probably looking for the same kind of thing some sort of collaboration yeah. you know um so it's yeah. it's great when that can work out that's awesome uh yeah so I wanted to ask you, uh, before we get into this, this business that you've started, the Den Collective, uh, I want to ask you something that I, I've asked every guest so far. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a through line um, because it kind of speaks to how connected I think all creative types are in a way, no matter what medium we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you could be successful at a different type of art, like different medium that you haven't explored too much, mm. what would it be? Well, you know, when I was in kindergarten, I adamantly told, well, the very first profession, I'll tell you a silly joke, a silly story. My first profession that I declared to my mother when I was, you know, four or five was that I wanted to be a professional balloon animal maker. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was That's a great answer. (laughs) I was fascinated by this guy on the street that was making these like little dogs and elephants and, and giraffes. And I was like, that is magical. <laughs> and I was, and now I sat there for like an hour watching this street performer. Um, so my mom bought me like a little balloon animal maker kit and for my birthday. And I like 
had fun with it for a while. If it wasn't so loud and squeaky, I think I probably would be more into it. Um, <laughs> but no. But uh, second to that, I remember being in kindergarten. A soon second was that I wanted. I told my mom I wanted to be uh, an artist when I grew up, like a painter. Oh wow! Okay. And so I always in all the way through high school. Um, it was kind of. It became kind of a close call. I you know, would just go to the art room. I always took extra art classes for all my electives. Was all my free periods, I was in the art room just painting or working on stuff or sculptures and any of that. So I think probably visual art would be my thing. And actually even here, like my friend gave me these pens with a oh, nice. for my birthday. And I, you know, when you get the chance and you need to kind of let your brain go, I, I usually turn to art. That's cool. Art. That's that's yeah. good to know. Um, <laughs> or yeah. a professional balloon animal maker. You know. There you go. Either answer is great. <laughs> both <laughs> both options are even better. So, <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> so, I feel like it is uh, art. Okay, <laughs> I still it do. is. I yeah, I'm into it. I can definitely picture the guy at like a parade in Binghamton or something, or you know, some sort yeah. of street fair. Like, yeah it was probably the speedy yeah. fest you know probably speedy fest oh yeah shout out speedy fest still going <laughs> still going after all this time you know what would be so cool is someday if we're the artists on that stage we right come home oh, and play let's... speedy fest that would be cool let's do it i think Reunion. you know what let's just make it happen yeah <laughs> cool that'd be you awesome heard it first here okay. yeah speedy fest we're coming back 2025 just... yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just the Brian and Kristen show, really. That's yep. That's what there it might is. be music. It might just be comedy. <laughs> it might be comedy. I don't know because that's that's mine. That's that's my answer for what is it? Uh, I was, art form. I actually I pursue. Guessed that. Yeah, I could see really? that totally. Mm, yeah, yeah. That'd be that's fun. funny. Yeah. So yeah, I'll do I'll do stand up. That'll be maybe my my debut. <laughs> you know, that'll be my first time. Just that speedy stand up fest. and I'll make the animals. <laughs> that's perfect. We got a good. This is a great show. <laughs> it's undeniable all, all the kids will go home happy with balloon hats <laughs> yeah and still laughing at my jokes you know hopefully um so, Amazing. so I, I wanted to really um really kind of talk really to you today about yeah. the den collective this is kind of you know i i like to highlight creative small businesses and kind of talk about you know, what you guys do and what your, what your service is and, and how people can get involved and all that stuff. So I guess start by just giving me the elevator pitch. What is the Den Collective? What are you guys doing? Mm, I love it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for creating this space to talk about it too. Um, of course. Because it, it has been a very natural progression of things. It's grown very organically. Um, but the Den is a place for musicians to thrive. And it's like as simple as that. And so that kind of speaks to my larger mission vision stuff of that I care about my music community and I care about my friends so much and the friends I haven't met yet so much um, because I see a lot of struggles that happen in our industry that I really just don't think need to even really be that big of a struggle. We just don't have access points to the resources that we need in order to thrive. So um, coming up. So the den right now, as it stands as a place for coaches or for musicians to come on and coach in remote sessions and run their own private studios through our platform. Um, it's an online for 
for all the nerds out there, it's an online uh, three-sided SaaS marketplace. So um, that, and I guess the other word is multi-tiered, which again, jargon, but it, uh, <laughs> the next stage of it is we have gathered together a team, an absolute just powerhouse list of entertainment lawyers, real estate professionals, finance managers, mental health, ther- access to therapy, physical, um, physical therapy as well, training, nutrition, mindset, musician mindset is huge. That's been very popular with us. And uh, cinematography, how to shoot your own music video, audio engineering, Logic 101, uh, you know, able to all the all the stuff outside of playing your instrument. What do you actually need in order to do what you do best? Yeah, and it, that's been my main question for this entire past year. I've interviewed so many musicians personally over the phone and taken notes, and there are just some trends that start to emerge. You know, and uh, I think that our industry is awesome, and we go and support so many other communities through music and yet i just you know i wonder who supports us so yeah. that's uh, kind of the fuel behind it and then is just a it's just a great great group of musicians that have come together and are all interested in supporting each other yeah that's so great so uh, yeah so you, you've got all these coaches you know it seems to be the kind of the you know, at the center of it, at the moment, at least, it seems like to, it's going to grow into different things as maybe we can all get back together and things. I'm not exactly sure what your plans are, but, you know, mm. um, it seems like, you know, at the center of it, it's, you know, these coaching sessions. I mean, I've seen kind of the list. Obviously, there's a ton of instruments that people could go learn from from you guys, from one of the coaches. But also, yeah, you mentioned, you know, musician mindset. I also saw some other options like life coach for musicians, uh, mm-hmm. songwriting, film composition, theory. There's all kinds of stuff. I mean, I guess that's that kind of speaks to the idea of like supporting musicians and whatever they need. But it's just so interesting. I guess walk me through like what a life coach for musician session might be like. Yeah. I mean, so we know like the whole life coach thing is definitely a trend and a buzzword right now. Um, but I can speak from personal experience. I have an executive coach. I have an ontological coach and I have a therapist. So they are busy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, You know, but it is so beneficial for me. I love it because I'm able to really tap into deeper things and, and kind of tap into, Oh, this is why I tick this way and what that means. Or, Oh, there's that thing that comes up all the time that I do. And it can do anything from performance anxiety stage, you know, presence to, your inner chatter as you're writing a song um, to, you know, what holds you up in your mind that holds you back from really practicing very authentically and present in your practice room. You know, um, what stories do you have rolling around in your head about yourself as a musician or your, what stories do you have rolling around about your industry? Um, what stereotypes have you tapped into, bought into, and why do you think you've kind of uh, taken that on? So there's the whole uh, musician coach. It it can. There are a few different coach styles on our platform that will help someone either reach their reach their next goal, like get their album finished, like finish your EP. I know that's 
huge challenge for many of us, um, you know, very project oriented, but it can also be a good amount of, you know, tapping into your inner, inner self and uh, yourself as a musician and your, your relationship to you, your music, your musical self. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one thing to have somebody who's just helping to keep you accountable and just saying you have to hit this deadline and sends you a bunch of texts and reminds you and things that'd be one thing, but you know, you know, getting into some of these things on like, why do you feel blocked? Why is this procrastination happening? It sounds like that's more like what we're talking about. Maybe Mm -hmm. along with, you know, one quote that I've read is accountability meets fun is something that you guys say about, you know, um, about your coaching sessions. So I guess what is, what does that mean to you exactly? Mm. Well, I know personally, I've had amazing teachers that have really, stayed on me and not let me slip through the cracks. So like, that's the accountability part, but the part that actually is going to fuel me to want to go do the thing is if it's fun or not. Yeah. So, um, that is kind of where my thought comes from. And that is, yeah, I can, I can go do it and I can grind it out, but like, will it actually stick? Probably not if I'm not having fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, it's so obvious to watch you that you do have fun like playing <laughs> playing music it's something you know it's the it's you know i think for some of us like myself sometimes i look really serious on stage and like mm. it's it's kind of this more like intense thing but like i'm i'm having a good time but it's like it's maybe you can't tell as much i don't know some shows are always going to be different than others in that way but i get like in this game like game face zone i guess you know uh but with you <laughs> watching you play <laughs> You know, like I, I watched you do like this Sarah Bareilles cover, I Choose mm-hmm. You on mm-hmm. Marimba and singing, which it's awesome that you can sing and play Marimba at the same time. By the way, that's so cool. I've, I don't oh, know if I've seen that before with anybody else. So that's your There's a small pocket of us. Yeah, that's it. so cool that you do it. It's like, but, um, but you know, all that to say, like watching you do that, it's so obvious that you're just having a blast doing this. Mm. Oh, thanks for saying that. Um, you know, one thing that actually helped me, I think with the scrap arts gig is that I also have a background in modern dance. And so like I competed at the national level in high school and, and that has huge stage presence, like things that have to happen in your mind. And, um, I would always have stage right with orchestra stuff but for some reason when I was in modern dance I was like fully present on the stage Mm. and that's really I don't know so I tapped into that a few years ago and and talked with a coach about that I was like why is that um but I also have been coached a bit on stage presence and um, I recommend any musicians to go do that Um, I think we actually are going to have a coach on our platform soon that you can like higher, even for a one-off session and just like little coachings on stage presence, I think are so helpful because then you just feel more comfortable in your own shoes. Yeah. You know? It's more, it's more intentional what you're doing on stage. I think probably if you think about it in a different way, mm, uh, am yeah. I right about that? Is it? Or um, is it- yeah, I'd say that. And also just then you just, you turn your brain off. You don't think, you don't think yeah. about it. That's um, good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's sometimes the harder part for musicians. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, wave them around. I don't know. 
usually my hands are playing guitar <laughs> so be like, i'm usually, usually good. hopefully play a chord <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah so i guess mm-hmm. you know walk me through how like say a student wants to learn an instrument whatever level they're at that's one mm-hmm. thing i've found is that you guys kind of take on super beginners or people that have been doing it a long time it seems like you can find a fit for them uh how does somebody sign up yeah it's pretty simple um when you go to the home page we have a little blurb and some little updates also of different events or master classes that we have happening um different upcoming series um but you can then just head on over it says find a coach at the top of the page you can click on that there's different categories if you want to find a specific instrument um, or we have all the coaches laid out and that we we're bringing on a few new coaches soon. So not totally accurately rep- represented right now, but the, and then you can click on a coach, read about them. And there's a button right there to book them for a different, either 30, 45 or 60 minutes. And some of the coaches offer month packages, which I think is, is very helpful because not only is it a discount, it keeps you accountable and, you commit to a full month of learning something, you know, um, a lot yeah. of students that are prepping for their college auditions or um, want to have a little brush up over their summer in between semesters are choosing to do a three month package and it just keeps it going. You know, like, what do you say? Energy in motion stays in motion, whatever that, you know, Newton law is. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we're seeing a lot of that right now with um, students wanting to polish up their auditions or prep for college or anything like that. Yeah, that's cool. I could see that being a good application of, of that. Um, so how, I mean, are you looking for more coaches? Is that something? Cause I know some musicians listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, so the, the coolest part is the next stage of the den is uh, we're offering tiered level memberships because I totally recognize not everyone wants to go, not every musician wants to go coach or teach, but they might want some of these other resources. So Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be tiered different levels of membership and it's pretty much choose and pay what you choose, what you want as a musician. Um, And it just unlocks different tiers. So that uh, is, is coming soon. I can try to explain more about it now, but it's the, that side of the portal isn't live yet. So yeah. um, visually pretend with me. Um, but yeah, the, and they can just choose. And, and one of the options, the upper level option is to come on as a coach okay, and cool. receive all the other benefits that then come with it. So nice access to these people. Mm-hmm. That's great. That sounds easy enough. Sounds pretty straightforward. Um, I, I know yeah. that you guys, you guys do these kind of sessions and offer this resource on, on clubhouse, which, uh, is a new thing that maybe, uh, some people listening don't know what that is even. Um, and I'm, I'm not on there, so I'm not exact. I know it's invite only, but, um, well, you can come. I'll, I'll invite you. Oh my God. Will you? Oh, here we go. Yeah. I got my ticket in now. Just, yeah. <laughs> it'll be cool. It'll We're be cool calling it. it We're calling it the clubhouse though, because okay. I'm cheesy and it's yes. all about bears. I'm, I'm all so. in for that. <laughs> I'll refer to it as the cub house. Yeah, we, uh, we have, we're meeting up in the cub house today, later today. So I'll send you a link. You can come listen. That'd be great. Yeah. So, (laughs) so, um, so what is clubhouse exactly? Um, it's basically like just an online, not online. What am I saying? An app that is voice only 
hangout rooms. So almost like live podcasts okay. that happen in live time. Um, it's been pretty fun for me to listen to different music industry stuff, uh, connect with other musicians. There's a lot of chatter going on right now within the musicians union in LA. And so I'm listening in on a lot of those types of conversations just so I stay up to date with what's going on. Um, so, and you can find any topic at all. I, you know, sometimes I listen to FinTech podcasts. I understand maybe like 10% of their words, but you know, it's, <laughs> I, then I learned, yeah. then I know 11% of their words by the end there of the There you go. There you thing, go. That's so. great. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. It seems pretty educational for the most part. Yeah. Or, I mean, or it can be total hang where I okay. mean, doesn't, yeah. it's not, not too formal. doesn't have to be too formal or it can be. Um, but the, the we're, we're also just kind of exploring that and seeing if we can provide value to yeah. the music community. I think, you know, Brian, that's what it comes down to for me is like, does this provide value? Yes or no. And it's like, yes. Okay, great. Do it. No, don't waste any more energy on it. So yeah. if it, if what you're up to doesn't provide value to you or others in your community, like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's a good principle. That's a very good so, principle. Yeah. We're just exploring what provides, what offers more value. That makes sense. And it sounds like it's kind of, um, you know, just from what you were talking about with endorsements and making sure that you're giving something back to the, the company and representing them well and stuff like it's, you know, it's, uh, it sounds like that's a, a big kind of thing for you is like making sure that you're, you're also providing value, you know, what, which is, I think that that's super important. And mm -hmm maybe something a lot of artists might not think about like, you know, cause they might think, Oh, I've, you know, I've spent my whole life learning this instrument. Uh, so the fact that I'm, you know, just asking for this gig should, you know, I should just get it. But it's like, they're not mm. maybe thinking about like, you know, okay, are you going to be good for their audience? You know, are you like, do you have the type of songs that fly well at that place? Or like, you know, can you, can you bring it like, you know, these other people that play at this place or what do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. that, it's that thing. So I think, you know, thinking a little bit more on that wavelength of like, where can I, where can I help them meet their goals too? As opposed to just like, I'm just going to get this gig and make my money and go like, it, it has to be about more than that. It has mm -hmm. to be for it mm -hmm. to work as a career. I think, you know, so totally. Yeah. So that's, mm -hmm. I'll get, I'll get and, off my high horse about that. Well, but. no, you know, if I can <laughs> add on to that also, just to remind friends listening, you know, it also is about making sure that you're recognizing your own value. True. And if someone or an entity is not, you know, recognizing or celebrating or, or embracing the value that you bring to the table, why are you engaging with them? And you can Big say time. that with friend circles, with, jobs with companies with anything um so it's also a little bit of a reminder of what value you really are to yeah. who you interact with one of and one of the most important quotes that i ever heard was at uh this austin music foundation event it's a local organization here um that it provides support for music it's a nonprofit that just provides support for musicians like especially mm -hmm. on the business side of things um and I went to one of their events and one of the guys said something like, um, go where you're appreciated, not just tolerated. Ooh, and yeah. it is something 
so many people need to hear. And it kind of goes exactly with what you're saying. Uh, but I know that it's such a simple idea, but it hit me so hard. And I like try to live my life based on this one guy saying that at one event one time, you know, it's like yeah. funny how that can that lands. Oh yeah. yeah. That lands. Wow. It hits. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That, that got me pretty good. Um, so, you know, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, because you're, you're kind of in this world right now of like helping or either you're, you're teaching and also you're providing support for coaches to, to teach. Um, I am just getting into teaching on Zoom. It's something that I'm just mm. exploring now. Um, mm-hmm. I have one student. I, I've done it as a volunteer before, but it was a little bit different. It was more of a mentorship kind of situation. Um, where we also learn music along the way. But this is like, I'm being paid to do this. You know, there's kind of expectations on, you know, both ends on how it will go and stuff. What's like the best piece of advice you give somebody for starting this? Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, I, hmm. it's funny when any coach signs on board, I send them a one sheet of just like pro pro tips, you know, for teaching remotely. And there, I don't know if there's one piece of advice, but just, you know, um, maybe the one piece of advice would be like to put yourself in their shoes. What are they experiencing? But it's, you know, everything from like, make sure you have good lighting and you have good audio. You're have a good, strong Wi-Fi connection. There's no window behind you that washes out, you know, your screen. Um, Like very simple technical things like that. But then, I think, I think it's important to have your camera on so that, you know, your student feels comfortable and knows that they're paying, you're paying attention to them and that you're watching them and um, even asking like, hey, can you move your camera closer so I can see your hand or I can see your technique? So they really still feel that, that value because it's very hard for me to teach sometimes drum lessons and technique and not be able to like micro adjust their, their grip or their stick mm-hmm. placement. And uh, it's very hard on Zoom. So thinking also a lot about, I teach a lot in imagery. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's think about bouncing a basketball. And like, we try to get that going and those images going. But I think for the student to feel like, okay, I'm on a screen, but I'm, the screen is just the thing. Like Brian really is here with me and he cares and he's focused on me. Um, I know that no one ever would do this, but just to say it, like, put your phone on mute, put it on airplane mode. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be checking other things. Don't be checking other screens when you're on, you know, there that they can see it. They can see it in your little eyeballs when you like scatter around on the screen. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the expectation is that you're, you're there with them. Um, Yeah. Which I know no one listening would ever do that. No, nobody. (laughs) And just so you know, you see my eyeballs going up, but I'm yeah. I'm looking at my next question to ask you. I'm trying to keep this all thing good. going. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think just yeah, making sure that the student that. feels good. No, I'm saying it's <laughs> no. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no, messing no. with you. Yeah, I'm messing with you. <laughs> I just know that when I've been on calls and, and someone else is like checking their phone, you can see where they're looking, and it's like obviously not at me. <laughs> right. Totally. I definitely know what you mean. Uh, mm-hmm. So to kind of wrap things up, I mean, I guess. Um, what what can people expect out of the den moving forward? Is there like 
you know, big plans in the future you want to talk about? Or is that, is it kind of like follow us on social media and we'll let you know? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, definitely follow us uh, definitely because, follow, yeah. <laughs> because we are launching the next stage of it. We're doing our beta test this month, actually. Great. And we're watching how it performs. And um, I'm so amped about it. I'm so excited. Cool. It is I just see the, I see how it can really help. I can really yeah. support. And even more, it's just a great group of people that seem to be coming out of the woodworks that are connecting and they're collaborating with each other and they're meeting and supporting each other and taking each other's sessions. Like that's, it's something you can only dream of. Um, yeah. And it's happening. So yeah, stay tuned because the next stage of it is coming and we're offering some really good discounts for uh, soon to be recent grads for music students or, you know, pretty much anyone that I, oh, if, if, if money is an option, I don't want that to be the barrier. I want everyone to have like access to this. So um, we're, we are creating some good discounts to kick it off for this first month in May. And um, I'm also teaching an arts entrepreneurship course coming up and uh, we're going to do a project sprint alongside it. So if anyone has any projects that they have been trying to get finished or need help or need a little um for or would love some guidance within arts entrepreneurship, you know, um, we're going to be running them side by side. Okay. So cool. it's uh, the arts entrepreneurship starts April, April, I think 17th or so, but the project sprint starts May 3rd. And that is, I've done project sprints before and it is awesome. It what does that me- mean? Exactly. Project. Yeah. Sprint? It's, um, it's a part of this principle and philosophy called scrum sprint and sprint scrum. I don't know if they say it one way or the other, but <laughs> it is, I don't know, in my opinion, it's just a way to keep people accountable, but also share and to really be clear with your goals and to identify what are the three tangible things you can do this coming week, for example, that can get you one step closer. Um, I, I know that I'll sit on ideas for a little too long and then they just kind of eat at you <laughs> yeah to the point until you're like i have to do this so yeah, yeah. well that's cool that's cool that, that that's happening um is there anything else you wanted to mention this this will be coming out on monday so is, is mm. there anything uh event wise um, you want to tell people about yeah other than the the you know series that i'll be teaching we also are going to have a, a finance professional lead a series for musicians um, and that's on our website too. His name is Christian McAdams. He's awesome and nice. is really, we connected because he was very, very passionate about helping creatives take better financial control of their life. That's so, great. That's important. That's so yeah. important. Yeah. So he'll um, be running his series as well soon. Too. It's one of those things as a creative, I think you can get so caught up in everything else that you have to do that it's just like money and think, learning about money and learning how to take care of it can mm-hmm. often get kind of thrown by the wayside and it, it really shouldn't because that's super important. You know, it's, it's, we don't all have to be, you know, broke, starving musicians or whatever that, that no. rumor of, you know, what we all are, you know, in some way there's some sort of like thing that precedes us about that. And it's like, that's not true. You just have to learn yeah. how to, manage it, <laughs> learn these yeah. things, you know, you I can... am not about that stereotype. No, I, that. I hate that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Money's great. Uh, it yeah. is an enabler. It helps you enable to do the things that you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Totally. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for joining me today and tell me about the den and what you're up to, what you've been doing, and for my listeners to get to know you a little better. It's uh, but where can people follow you if they want to learn more? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Instagram is the Den Collective Inc. Website, same thing. My stuff is just at Kristen Claire. Um, my name is a little tough to spell, easy to say, hard to spell. So um, I'm sure if you can see it on the screen, but it's uh, K-L-E-H-R. Very super German. So. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely keep an eye on uh, what, what Kristen and uh, the rest of, the rest of the people at the den are up to. It's it's going to be really exciting for, for me to watch and hopefully everybody else is keeping one eye on it because it's going to be really cool to see what happens. Yeah, we are just getting started. That Love is to the hear most that. fun part. <laughs> Love to hear that. Well, yeah. well, thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ryan, so much for having me. And hopefully I will see you maybe in Austin or something sometime too yeah, when we're all maybe traveling again. Maybe I'll come out to LA or Hawaii. I don't know. Who awesome. knows? Who knows yeah. what's in the future? I can't. I can't predict Size this sort of limit. thing. Yeah. Sky's <laughs> the limit. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Take well, care. Thank you. you thank too. you so much. Bye, Brian. Thank you for listening to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. To support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Music, Or just like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. 